0: Tricks don't work on me. Only
1: money. Imagine we're on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land with Jeff Kamins. Why are you walking away? I'm setting the theme. Get back here. This joke Listen killed. This, this joke this. killed in
0: our heads at midnight while we were recording. So this was the greatest moment, the greatest thing we have ever done. This is better than the sex episode. This is better than the sex addiction episode. This is better than the pornography episode. Sir, I'm seeing a theme with all your stuff. Shut up. This is better than the
1: Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. This is better than old people sex. This is better than...
0: (laughs) Still one of our highest downloaded episodes of all time. I will ever forget when I saw the download download numbers for that, just thinking, why that one? (laughs) Anything but that one. (laughs) Like, the one time all of Catholic America decides to pay attention to us, and it's a picture of a creepy old perv.
1: Oh man! Catholic stuff oh, wow. you should know must have been running reruns that day or
0: something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <They> were... <laughs> oh man! Anyways, it's back either old to people, horrible Jewish th-
1: characters. <laughs> it's either old people sex with a crunch. So old people sex it is. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we used to make fun of the crunch every week?
0: I know. I felt bad. I think uh, Ethan may have took it to heart a bit at the beginning. I remember no. feeling bad about that. No, I hope not. But then I'll uh, Can I you know can we I we we've done a good job over these past six months or so of not being so self indulgent. In theory or self self reflective. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make it about us for a bit. So we are do you you know what right now is? Uh no. This is the five year anniversary of when we began planning the show. <laughs> it's right around now. Okay. Okay. In fact, if you were to go through our Google Docs, <laughs> you would you could probably find our original this is a template we're gonna use to make sure we're always on brand. <laughs> 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 that we never looked at again. Oh man. Five years, man.
1: Well it's Five been a good run, is... man. It's, good. Yeah. it's been a good run. Yeah, it's a good way to had, <laughs> add some jokes. Had some laughs. laughs, had some jokes, had some good times. Pissed off a lot of church leaders. Let's go out Let's with a, a bang, lot of money. Luke. <laughs> Luke, you know what I did? Mm. I told a huge donor to a certain <laughs> organization that's a nonprofit. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. This is what this is what I did last night. Was it last night or the night before? I think it was last night. I pulled a donor aside and I was like, "You give to Oops. Catholic, don't you?" And he was like, yeah, I've been an ambassador for eight years. And I was like, it's time we had a conversation. And I talked to him for 20 minutes. And he was like, I feel pressed to call them tomorrow morning. And I was like, you should. Wouldn't yell at you if you did, man. Just don't tell them where you heard it from. And now I'm saying it on a podcast. Well,
0: it's just there's a lot of good people who, um, yeah, there's a lot of good people who have such hearts to work for. To, to make a real impact on the church and do really good things. And it's just a shame. It's just a real shame. And if you and I are not part of the solution,
1: we're part of the problem. I, I want to point out two things that I think is phenomenal. Number one, Matt Fradd, when he wrote The Porn Myth, a non-religious look at pornography, not a single Bible quote in the whole thing, all just scientific data, you know, all this stuff, 100% of the profits he sent to an organization in, I want to say it's in California, the Immaculate, yeah. something, mm-hmm. who spent all I, their I time right on here. sex trafficking, right, and healing wounds from sex trafficking and, and working with the victims. Incredible. Uh, there's a Baptist preacher named uh, John Piper. He's the guy I kind of quoted um, in last week's episode on um, love of money, and he talks about so he's written like three or four books that have been New York Times bestsellers to the point where, I mean, I've had priests give me copies of his books. Um, he has a book called Don't Waste Your Life that was like the super popular one, right? He said that he was so scared of, I shouldn't say so scared. He was worried about what he's seen happen to other pastors who become best-selling authors and they get a flood of money and they get the taste for that life that he set up a trust or a foundation and all the money went to that. And he has people spending it for charitable causes that align with his thing. And he said, so I never, I never touch it and get addicted to what it does. And you contrast that with people who are religious hacks, who live for leveraging their faith. Uh, what what was the line in the book of the hack? Um, there wasn't one sacred thing that he hasn't sold, right? There's not one sacred thing in his life that he hadn't pawned off or sold, you know, for, for a paycheck. And, and I, I just think of how easy it is to take advantage of people's faith and to give millions of dollars to organizations that only serve to make someone rich in the name of Jesus. And that scares me. That's how you take lay people down. You take priests down by making them famous and fill them with pride. You take lay people down by giving them money and power. You're giving them money. That's like the power. Everyone loves power. But the the money thing, I think, is what rules lay people. Oh, God help us.
0: And I I wish I didn't know this. Right? I wish I did. I wish, like... I wish this wasn't just, like, oh, like, I wish this was jealousy. You know, I I wish this this was, like, I get jealous of a lot of stupid things. I get jealous over podcasts that have no followers. I get jealous over friends. I get jealous over, you know, I mean, not, not, like, not really. But, like, there's always that, like, instant, like, tinge of, like, oh, please don't take away this from me. You know, and it's yeah, and I wish I had what you have, like yeah, yeah. I see like, all
1: these people, like for me, I see all these people who have nonprofits, standalone ministry, doing
0: the thing, and they're able to support their family. And I'm like,
1: why not me? When is someone going to recognize yeah. me?
0: You know, and and there are times when like I miss us being the um, new. I think like like one of the reasons why I get jealous of new of a new podcast or get a little bit angry or um, bitter towards them is because I like I just like we're not that anymore yeah you know we, we we're not and uh it was really fun when we were because we could just we were pushing all these boundaries and doing all these fun things and to be honest some of the most proudest things I've ever experienced in my career and I don't mean this, I mean it's like, like the good kind of pride of just like wow you're right that's like kind of amazing has been when people told us that like we changed stuff And I've heard it from a couple, I would say, prominent figures, and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool to stop thinking about that. But then when that's gone, and it's been changed, and you're done, and you see there were some other uh, uh, um, new podcasts I saw, and I was like, are you serious? uh, Another one? And I started to tweet, but then I didn't. Oh, good. (laughs) Exercise and self-control comes in baby steps. Someone goes ballistic. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, Uh, this isn't that. Like, my frustration with it isn't a jealousy thing. It's a disappointment. It's really two things. It's a disappointment in someone who runs a nonprofit on the surface to the outside world the way I would want to do it. Free snacks, weight room, mass mass on, on site, emphasis on positive culture. Uh, drawing people in with a promise like we're going to make a difference, we're going to go for broke here, uh, getting people excited to like give to a thing where they pay really well, they've got great benefits. Uh, no one's, you know, all of the things that I say nonprofits should do, on the surface they do. Yeah. What disappoints me is the, the quite literally dozens it's got to the point now where I or like I like meet a person who left oops I don't go oh cool what are you doing now I go so what what happened to you? What is your story? Is it just really I'm more of the same and that's what I get is the, like I get like a slight laugh and yeah more of the same. Ugh. Because it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. They're there, they get uh, they they start to go there because they're very excited about it. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, this isn't really all that great. And within 18 months to two years, they are they are fired. And it's the same thing. And what makes me mad about them, and this is not jealousy, it's that, like, it's start – if you start asking questions, ask questions about where the money goes, about what the culture there is really like. Talk to people who work there. Really, like – I'm not kidding you guys. Dozens of people have let's just it's a meat factory. And it's there's so many good people who work there. S- like so many good pe- people who I love, people who are like good friends of mine, people who I have I have ministered to, people who I care about, people who I've grown to know and love as friends uh like um it just I wish it was jealous I I I like wish I could be conflicted over how I felt about this.
1: Yeah, but it's not. It's like you just see the bodies. You see the carnage. You see the profiteering and you look around and you're like, Really? Really? Is this is this the best that we can do? We we build an entire organization around like amazing catechesis we're gonna really reach out at those major touchstone events in a catholic's life and we're gonna create the best evangelizing and catechizing content you could get then you get the content and you're like well this is crap and then you find that it all exists to prop up more or less his bank statement and you know we can't say much more than that because i don't want to get sued into oblivion but i will say this, write what Luke said. Ask questions. If you've donated, call them up and ask questions. And this is what I learned from our Protestant brothers and sisters. Me and you, Luke, you got me listening to Bad Christian back when we first started this show because it was a big influence on you. So I went back maybe two years into our show and I started listening to a handful of episodes. When the famous pastor, Mark Driscoll, was touted as a tyrant and a horrible boss and, like, all of this stuff. And uh, one of the guys in the show said, you know, it's going to be a shame that Mark is gone because he was so honest and he was so real. And and he was so – and the other guy interrupted him and said, no, 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 no. He could pretend to be those things. Maybe he really was. But you can just, if you're just giving talks, you can fake it all. And I know as a speaker, that is 100% true. And it just breaks my heart that that's happening or has happened and been happening. And I look around at all of these ministries, the Glenmary Home Missioners, right, that could use a hundredth of their income and and multiply its return on investment a thousandfold and you just look and you just lament and it's all being used to prop up a bank account like lord have mercy
0: yeah it uh
1: so fire financially independent <laughs> retire early <laughs> just like
0: yeah it, uh,
1: uh... i mean there's nothing really Left to say to that stay. won't get us in large amounts of legal trouble because this person <laughs> might be Sue happy. But,
0: but like, when is enough enough? You know, <laughs> Which like, was the whole point of our last episode. When can we be like, satisfied? When do we stop and go, no? Like, no. Sit, like, look at all the good. Okay, I'm going to use this. this is um, If you look at the Legionnaires, you, like, all the good that came out of it, Yes, there was a t- tons of good stuff that came out of like what, like far, what, like father, o, what father, Marcel did. But at the end of the day, this man was a monster, yeah, and needed to be stopped, yeah. And if you and I are not part of the solution,
1: we're part of the problem.
0: Eventually, like, um, e- like, e- yes, when like good stuff is coming out of like what you're doing, but it's killing. It's not worth it. It's, you know, it's not. It, it becomes it. Uh, in
1: spite of them. Right? In spite of yeah, yes, The good yes, is happening exactly, in spite exactly. of you. And you have to be humble enough to admit it. But that's the thing is, when you are so arrogant that you can leverage your Catholic faith to make millions of dollars, as Father Maciel did, <laughs> I'm not alleging that anyone else has done that. But if you've done that, your arrogance is already going to prevent you from seeing the errors of your ways. Like you're so like pride in this case is you're full of yourself and you're so full of yourself. You don't have room for introspection. And you think about all that stuff with the Legionnaires. And I mean, that stuff is still happening with the Legionnaires. We just in my freaking diocese, I got a phone call from a very distraught person saying, what do I do? And he told me all the things that the Legionnaire priest was doing to his wife. And I said, I just want you to imagine all the things that that legionnaire priest is doing to your wife. I did it to him. I did, I did it to her. How would you feel about me? He's like, I'd put my fist in your face. And I was like, exactly. So what you need to do is call the legionnaires and you need to call the Houston diocese and you need to notify everyone. And this priest uh, is now completely removed from active ministry. And you. Th- this is the problem. Like, I don't want any more scandal in the church. I don't want it. But I also can't suffer. Like, I'm afraid that we're going to lose so much wheat with the weeds when we start ripping it up. You know what I mean?
0: Well, And, and
1: what I, we do, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Go I was far. just saying, like that. that Keep I, going. I, I'm scared. I am scared to attack an organization like Oops, cause of the look on the man's face when I was telling him what I knew I know. last night, and I he know. was looking just... at me. He's he's an awesome guy. He's super strong in his faith. His faith ain't going anywhere, but he looked like a man whose heart was broken.
0: And it's you're always, just like, yeah, yeah. I've experienced that as well. It's tough. It's cuz like and it's always the same kind of person that gets uh, attracted to be the ambassador. It's always the same thing. Yeah, the the
1: the, the older just... baby boomer Gen Xer who is so devout in their faith and their they've achieved a level of success in the world and they want their
0: money kind of piggybacking off the last episode. They want their money to do good things for the kingdom. And they want their influence there and they realize they have this responsibility. Yeah. And it, um, yeah, and, and this is what like. So this is what is so frustrating about. I think I'm going to start to kind of weave this into our like kind of uh, if, if you're okay with it, weave it into the follow up about uh, about money. Is follow that, up. Follow up. <laughs> Jokes on you, everyone. We're not stopping with that terrible uh, Watto joke. Or are we? Or are we? <laughs> this could be the end, everyone. My point, that, <laughs> man, if we, could you imagine what, like, when we finally knew, like, this was the end, and, like, we could just say whatever we wanted, what would that would be like? <laughs> could you imagine? Oh. It would. I can only have, imagine. imagine. It would have to start like that. episode would have to start with a clip from <laughs> a Boondock Saints where he goes, there was a firefight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. And it's just an image of, of William Defoe like with a <laughs> cigarette in his hand, waving his arms around in a gif form. <laughs> okay, sorry. Hey, anyways, um when we do bad stuff, it impacts others. Yeah. So when we justify that, oh yes, this guy's a jerk, always oh, doing bad he's doing bad things, but um look at all of the good that he's done. And that's just how some, like, some, like, uh, some like, people are to do what they're doing at that kind of level. And I, and I understand that. I, I've, I've had to wrestle with that as well. But um, our sin, we're trained to think for the most part that as long as I'm not hurting anyone else, whatever I do is fine. Like, as long as I can't see any I'm damage being caused to anyone, I'm fine. But when I look at groups like, oops, when I really look at the Legion and I see people who are part of them who are not fine, who are doing bad, like, bad stuff, you can't help but think, like, the like the body rots from the head, right? Or the snake rots from the head. Like, it, our sin, when we do terrible stuff, impacts other people. And that's what's so tough when you see people who really get taken advantage of. Because you're like, oh my gosh, this gift is being wasted. And if you and I are not part of the solution, we're part of the problem. On this stuff right here. And this person's pride, anger, th- all this other stuff, that's the ripple effects of what this does to other people. That's what it looks like. It isn't like this like dramatic thing. It's almost the lost opportunity and. Well, I, I, I mean, and then you have the legion, of, like when you look at that, like other people who got corrupted because of a uh, Martial or the power, all of that stuff. And what that, what that does to it, a person like sin, the hardest, the hardest I'm less, I'm having to, I'm like, I've had to learn as an adult is how my sin impacts the people that, uh, that, you know, I love. You know, that when I was so obsessed with this one horrible relationship that I couldn't I, I was at uh, I was you know uh, out to lunch with, uh, with Emily and my mom, and I couldn't pay I wasn't paying attention. I was just so engrossed on my phone trying to hash down this broken, um sinful relationship. And I had my sister go, "Will you just put your phone down, stop talking to her and hang out with your family?" Like that's what it does to you. It pulls you out of those things and it distorts and it um it's not good. It's not good at all, and it's really dangerous.
1: It's too often as human beings we get caught up in our own little worlds, and that is a very dangerous place to be. Yeah, and to pivot that into how that rips apart people, um, my wife just went to my old church, St. Lawrence in Sugarland, mm. where they are suffering from a very devastating loss of their youth minister because he was caught soliciting sex from a minor. And it turned out it was these bunch of douchebag, horrific people on YouTube just doing it for their YouTube channel. And it destroyed this young man's life. But this young man, he took over youth ministry for the middle schoolers from me. I left middle school youth ministry to come up here to St. Anthony's to do adult faith formation. He takes over my place. This is my legacy that's been burned. Now, I mean, not like my – my pri- like. I mean, like the kids that I worked with. We're now with him. And, you know, there's never been an uh, accusation against him in the parish or anything like that. But when it all came to light, the parish did everything, right, to to get the kids. You know, they did – how held basically town halls of the youth and uh, three or four generations of youth ministers like me and, and Jonathan Alexander and hmm. um, my wife who used to be the youth minister. Like we all – Came to mass and just to support the kids. And I've done several life nights for them since. But my wife was talking to one of the girls that we know who's a senior. And you want to talk about like disappointment. Just think about it from this perspective all of their memories of growing in their faith, their high school years, he has his shadow cast over them all. Right? So, like, hey, the summer camp that we went to, the weekend retreat that we had all of those things where typical teenagers look back with fondness and say, I met the Lord there. They can say that, but then there is this shadow that falls over it. Bishop Barron talks about that in letter to a suffering church. It's not just the people who are the direct victims. It's how it radiates. The disappointment just radiates out to the whole community. You take out a priest, you take out a whole congregation. When well, you take out a youth minister, you take out a youth group. And you take out a legionnaire, right, who does active campus ministry on, you know, multiple campuses or whatever it might be, or, you know, doing retreats all over the place. You take out those things. You take out a, a, a lay apostolate that literally s- serves, you know, millions of dollars worth of revenue come into contact with it annually. The level of damage that's going to be done is horrific, or at least it can be. And this is why people like honestly, if we aren't fasting and praying and staying close to Christ, you're the next name we're gonna see in the headlines. Like, I, I mean, I I don't know any other way than 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 penance. Like, I don't I don't think there is another way. It's certainly not the Mandalorian. It is the way. <laughs> See how I felt uncomfortable about how dark I was making it. So I immediately tried to make a joke out of it. No, but
0: then it, it, um, cause these were my friends. I knew the Legionnaire yeah. priest.
1: I knew the youth yeah. minister. Yeah. I have friends with, I have their cell phone numbers and I'm like, ah, oh, like I don't, I don't even know how to be now. I don't even know how to be in these contexts. Like it's yeah. so hard to talk and be myself and knowing that this thing exists. And then you're just like, ah, like I want to, I want to.
0: Well and just and I I don't know I don't wanna go Robespierre on, on everything. <laughs> you know, I truly don't.
1: You don't wanna go I, all King Herod on the Sanhedrin no, here.
0: No. I don't wanna and but I don't wanna be the same where like and you and you and you because at some point in time you gotta be like, okay, like you know. <laughs> yeah. But I like what is the responsibility of the lay people to say no? You know, and I and I I I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that, what that looks like. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't. And it, uh, um, because I think when you become the person who's just calling out stuff that it's, it puts you in a yep. real um, negative place that I just yep. don't, and I've, I've been in that spot and it's, it's ugly and it's uncomfortable and it's not good. Yeah. Like I think me and you
1: went to that dark place during the scandal last year, mm-hmm. which is still never ending and McCarrick's still. Whatever. But we went to that dark place, and we were like, ugh. Like, I don't want to be the guy that's constantly saying, screw the bishop, screw the priest, burn it all down. They're all messed up. Like, yeah, we vented. We did our thing. But I don't want to feast on negativity. And I think the voices out there that do are the, are, are could quite possibly be the most dangerous voices today. I mean, the voices of corruption, we know them. We hear them. These are the voices... Yeah that are far more subtle. And I'm always scared of those who dwell in such negativity, such constant condemnation that they become in their own minds and in the minds of their followers, the, the canon, the rule of faith, that the, the rod, which measures all other things, you know, the audacity to say 65 bishops aren't really Catholic because you didn't understand the procedural voting principles of the USCCB and then thousands of people immediately liked it, agreed with it, and shared it on Twitter shows to me that that is that is a a, a damnable kind of influence. Oh man, I may, think about that may, a lot. Yeah, may on it a, never
0: be us. Huh? May it never be us. Yeah. No, like truly, like it just it's one reason why I pulled back off. It's weird, right? Because sometimes I know what it's like to lose yourself in like to just be like holy crap unlimited power you know like look at this like you know just but then sometimes you forget like you you really do forget that like when you're a person of influence or you have something where you're just in a position where you can influence others it's there are times i forget i do a podcast you know like it's just i don't feel like luke the podcaster all the time um and it I, i and it and when i see people attack Some stuff, one of the reasons why I have a really hard time with it is because it feels so personal. These are not just like a group that we like, these are quite literally important people in my life. You know, or when someone attacks youth ministry, a thing that so profoundly has impacted. My life, other people's lives, that I've put so much of my heart and my my um, heart and soul into, and I've seen others pour their lives out. Others who have almost quite literally given up careers or have like on the left tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars of un, you know of, like income they could have earned doing doing other things have walked away to serve teens in the, to, to like like to like be able like um, to serve teens in the church or to like uh, or to be able to like. And just to, like, bash it because you want to increase your followers. You want to rile people up. You want to make sure that you're known. It just – it feels – it like, it's so violating. And for me, sometimes, like, I just want to fight back again. Like, I always have, like – I don't – I have the fight or flight thing. Like, it's yeah. fight to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like – and I'm flight and together we're, inc- we're incorrigible, <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do you, like, how do you balance that? You know, there's so often where I've just wanted to reel against, Oops! Like, I've just wanted to be like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, like m- multiple things have happened where I'm like, I want to get on the podcast right now and it's go time. Like, I don't care. And then it's, um. You know, people are like, oh, Luke, just, just you know, you might want to be, like, be careful. Certain people have asked for, like, this, this, or this about you. And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I'm just, but I'm mad about this bad thing. <laughs> like, it's, You know, it's, I don't know, I don't know how to navigate this, besides poorly.
1: And the answer is very simple. People do stupid things because they mistakenly believe those stupid things will make them happy. Besides poorly. Well, the only way I know is by prayer, 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 prayer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It is the (sighs) way. It is the way. way. Thank you, Nick. Nick Nolte. Thank you. (laughs) I have spoken.
1: Oh, Luke. All right. So uh, what are you doing for Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about the money stuff or we can talk about the holidays? No, no, no. (laughs) I want to end this episode so I don't have to edit much more. (laughs) <laughs> we have an
0: hour and thirty one minutes. That was great. That was good. That was good. That was good. I'm gonna uh, end it with so how's Christmas? How about that? Huh? For Christmas, my mom and my grandmother are gonna be coming into town. I'm very excited to have them stay in my house. The first time I will be hosting at our house a big family nice. Christmas. So Oh, I'm flying up too. <laughs> That's fine, don't worry about I heard there'll be punch and pie. I heard that um Nanny P was gonna be making her deviled eggs. So <laughs> Oh gosh. Those were so gross. Oh, those just shut your! No, no, no! I understand that
1: they are actually wonderful, but I can't eat them. Why? And when I I can't eat deviled eggs, they don't taste good to me, no matter what I do. They're the Mandalorian of food, and so when I had to have
0: had my grandmother's deviled eggs, I did. I did. I'm telling you the
1: story right now, and I would eat the deviled eggs because one guy. Kept walking up to me, like, have another deviled egg. And me and Matt, <laughs> me and Matt Covey were there, and I'm looking at him. Matt Cuffy just, like, wolfing him down because he loved him. And I'm like, blah, 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 And so I would eat it, and then I would grab. I remember there was a 7-Up. Someone had a 7-Up, and I, I took their 7-Up, and I chugged it just to swallow the deviled egg and to get the taste out of my
0: mouth. Oh. Everyone else loved it, Everyone, just like the Mandalorian, the which is what I'm hearing on Twitter. It's my favorite thing in the world. My absolute like, and I don't. I, I don't like how anyone else makes them. Like every time I get them at the store, they're repulsive. But m- m- my grandmother, we we call her Nanny P. She is a queen. Uh just <laughs> the best, the best. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. So I year. agree. It'll Everyone I've ever seen eat them have said that. I
1: just can't. There's some something about it. It's just the deviled yeah. egg genre. <laughs> it's not ex- your devil day. It's all devil eggs
0: <laughs> See, it's not you. It's me this time, actually. Yeah, literally. Unlike my ex girlfriends. Uh, so, what are you doing? Hey, Miguel. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, knew,
1: I was waiting for that. I, was
0: like, I wasn't going to know that. I was like, oh, yeah, that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, I'm taking off Friday from work so that I can A, watch Star Wars, B, watch my kids at some point. And then <laughs> C, be involved in their lives for 20 minutes, dot, dot, <laughs> dot, whatevs. And then yeah. C, uh, we are doing Gormley Family Christmas at my parents' house, which is about 10, 15 minutes away from where I live. We're all going down there. My brother's going to be there. Um, so we got some some uh, fun gifts. Luke, I'm going to make a challenge to you. There is a, an infomercial called, I think it's called The Baseboard Buddy. And it is a, it's essentially the... Swiffer of cleaning baseboards. You familiar with baseboards? Oh yeah. So uh, many times in my life, um, I would have to get on my hands and knees and with a a soap a soapy sponge and scrub the baseboards at my parents' house um, for various reasons that haunt me to this day. And one day, I'm logging into it was probably YouTube or something, and a commercial for Baseboard Buddy comes on. And Luke, I shit you not, it is the funniest damn commercial for baseboards. At one point, there's like a husband who's drinking a beer and cleaning the baseboards while he's sitting on the couch watching TV. uses his other hand while literally mid-chug of drinking a beer is cleaning the baseboards, (laughs) and I went and bought two of them. God bless America. So I'm going to give it to my mom. (laughs) I was like, Mom, you know, you don't have to bend over, you know, and get down on your hands and knees to clean those baseboards anymore. Stand upright like a gentleman. So uh, we're going over to my parents' house on Friday. And then on Saturday we're doing a potluck with some – no, we're not. That's not not a thing. Uh, And then we're driving on Christmas Day to my in-laws. And then me and Shannon are going to be in New York the 2nd to the 4th for um, a sexy – Work trip vacation thing. Sexy staycation in New York City. (laughs) So I'm going to be in Manhattan. We're going to do two nights in Manhattan. I'm so jealous. I've never been, so I'm super excited. And then we're going to do one night in the Rockville Center in Long Island. And that's where my event's at. So, hey, if you do any sort of youth ministry or catechesis or evangelization, come hear my presentation at the Rockville Rockville Center Diocese. Um, There you go. Yeah. Uh, they said, "Go ahead and make that announcement. That's cool." So if you're, yeah. So, anywho, so we're gonna do that. I'm gonna fly in and out of Newark to St. Louis, and then we're driving home, uh, and then I will start my new
0: job as the Jewish chaplain. La 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 <laughs> la, 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 <laughs> la, la la. Um, are we doing a Christmas episode? Isn't this it? <laughs> uh. I <laughs> I think we can take a break for Christmas. I I because like. <laughs> Uh Well, we do the New Year thing. Yeah, the New Year's going to be a thing. Uh, New Year's going to be a thing. Do you want to record the New Year on Monday? The 23rd? Uh, oh, no, you can't do that, can you? My Yeah, but it's my family's going to be here, so that might be I could probably maybe, um I probably could. It's just that we kind of have um thin walls, and so my poor grandma will be trying to sleep. I'm like, <laughs> penis! <you know? laughs> Watto! <laughs> We're getting sued
1: so much. So,
0: much. <laughs> listen, let's do it.
1: Okay, let's go let's out do the bang, it. my friend. Let's go out
0: the bang. If, if this, is, we will make a glory. Then, wait, <laughs> how does it go? A glorious end. We will make such a glorious end,
1: <laughs> and I will die as one of them. <laughs>
0: All right, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Just be sure to text EKSB to three three seven 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 in order to hop on our weekly email list. That's every knee shall bow. EKSB three three seven seven seven.
0: Turns out we we were Luke and Gomer all along.
1: <laughs> I uh, I was doing my my parish podcast. We resurrected it after taking hiatus for like four months, and uh, I started doing the outro to every knee shall bow in the parish podcast and i'm like uh or or not the intro i was like uh we're back ladies and gentlemen this is your weekly catholic podcast oh my goodness that's my intro okay never mind moving along (laughs) i'm here with dave the body van vickle (laughs) have you ever listened have you ever listened every knee shall bow yeah so every week i make up a different nickname for dave and <laughs> and it's so it's 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 it comes from our AMDG emails where we'd always put in a middle name yeah so I always come up with like these absurd middle names for Dave and now when people write into the show they give Dave a new nickname every email I get
0: oh that's awesome
1: yeah it's like hey Mike Gomer Gormley and Dave too hot to handle too cold to hold Van Vickle
0: how are you guys <laughs> too you know. hot to handle. <laughs> Dude, oh, that's such a deep cut
1: I know <laughs> That's
0: wonderful
1: I know I know people do it Literally every email We get now People do that So fills my heart With gladness Also one day I was in uh, a kid's Kid's con- I was in a nursery room At my church Recording And I was uh, And I hadn't planned A nickname And I go I'm joined as always By my co-host Dave And I look around the room And I go I just said the name Of the first thing I saw And I go Dave Giraffe Van Vickle and I'm like, God, that was so stupid. And Dave's like, how did you know that was my
0: favorite animal? <laughs>
1: he, like, took it all seriously. <laughs> oh,
0: Dave would like, love a giraffe. He's so good. He's <laughs> so moral. I'm joined by Dave. I will hold you tight, baby, all through the night, Van Vickle. <laughs>
1: I'm joined, as always, by Dave. Unbreak my heart. Van Vickle.
0: I'm joined, as as always, by uh, Dave. Dave. Um, Poison, 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 <laughs> poison, poison, poison Van Vickle. I was trying to think and talk, which never really works out well. Me and the crew
1: used to do it. That girl is poison. poison. Me and the crew used to do her. Direct quote from that song. Never trust a big button, a smile. Another direct quote. I oh, listened no. to that song oh, on no. repeat as a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder yeah. I had a porn
0: addiction. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm joined by Dave. We are part of a rhythm nation. <laughs> <Van> v- <gasps> what an awesome song, right? We are part I of a rhythm, rhythm nation. nation. Man. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to have the Dayton uh, Nostalgia in High Gear with my mom <laughs> in town.
1: Nice. Nice. So, all right, man. Uh, I love you. I love you too, buddy. Stopping in five, four, three. Oh
0: shit! I'm, I'm far five, away! Five,
1: four, three, two, one. Stop. And if you and I are not part of the solution, we're part of the problem. So let's decide to become part of the solution. God bless you all.
0: Mind tricks don't work on me. Only money.